0: This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk Sport powered by fans.
1: Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
2: The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow.
0: Hello everybody, and welcome to episode number 251 of the Stacey West podcast. I am your host Ben, and I'm joined this time out by Charlie. How are you doing, mate? Are you well?
3: I am very well, thank you. I am ready to ready to record this and then go off, and I think I'm going to have a steak for dinner. So, uh, there you are. <laughs> there's, a, there's Charlie's steak update of the week.
0: Okay, okay. Are you going uh, to have any sauce with it?
3: Are you going to annoy Gaz even more, or...? Well, what I was thinking was this time I'm just going to do it on a pl- on a plain bed of white rice. No,
0: oh, no um, I don't, that no, was God, God. episode 251. <laughs> I could definitely not do
3: that.
0: Um, <laughs> it's a waste of a steak. It is indeed, but uh, no. That,
3: I've, how you I've been got keeping onion rings and chips. Onion rings oh, and chips. So,
0: beautiful. Yeah, be Any sauce?
3: Uh, maybe just some Tommy ketchup. See, if I'm... I'm honest. I know. I know. <sighs>
0: yeah i'm not i'm not uh i'm not overly fond of of tommy k with steak but you know at at a push i'll I'll allow it because i know it'll probably annoy Gaz more than anything else um but uh yeah other than that are you well how you been keeping
3: uh yeah i am all good after what was a very wet and miserable saturday um at home obviously to walker that was oh god that was horrible um but then Tuesday night, much better in terms of actual results and just match day as well. Uh, mm-hmm. it was, I, I was up in the box again um, Tuesday night. And it was nice and enjoyable. Um, yeah. And See, then, I don't, I don't yeah. have
0: a leg to stand on in calling you out for being in the box because of no, the season no. that we had
3: last time <laughs> Yeah, you... <laughs> And if I, if I remember correctly, when I did it the first time this season, you were invited anyway. You, yes, you I was. To the game will stop. So no, you definitely don't have a leg like to start. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but no. So yeah, let, let's jump straight into it then. Obviously, you know, Notts County on Tuesday night. Um, tuna, when kind of, I think overall, looking at the game and the whole 90 minutes, I think it was probably... A convincing win. County didn't offer too much going forward. And I think, you know, in spite of some protestations, shall we say, in the first mm. half, I, I don't think overall we looked too bad, did we? I mean, we had a very strong opening 10 15 minutes, which was, you know, sealed uh, with, well, with, with um, you know, with the goal. Um, and then County sort of changed the shape, didn't they? And then we we sort of had to struggle to adjust to that. Um, but then by the time the second half rolled around, I think we did so. They didn't really offer much. Mm. Um, but let's talk about let's talk about Jack Burroughs for a minute, because I think that first goal uh summed up what we were about in that first 20 minutes or so, didn't it?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Outstanding press to be able to to win the ball back. And then as soon as Jack Burroughs, a defender, was on the ball, he had one one eye on well, both eyes just on goal. He was going <laughs> straight for a goal to become our 15th goal scorer this season well uh after jack vale later on in the game as well spoiler alert um, yeah look i i was really really impressed with the uh sort of the opening sort of 15 20 minutes um i i actually said this on the monthly show which which is out now on youtube by the way guys make sure to go check it out um i had this conversation on the monthly show with guys and chris um saying that actually i I felt that Notts County's system was gonna play into our hands a heck of a lot more than what Morecambe's system was going to. Knox mm-hmm. County are a team that enjoy having the ball and they will create chances, but they're often quite slow chances, slow build-up, really playing the ball around the back. And if our, and if we press like we know we can do, you know, I mean if Ben House was in that team on Tuesday night, he could have he could have got three or four goals. Yeah. Absolutely. A pressing system that we, were, that we were employing in that sort of first twenty minutes mm. can get you can get you goals against a team that pass the ball around the back, especially if they're not as comfortable with it. And considering the amount of possession that Notts County had, and considering the amount of possession that they still had around the back, they never actually looked massively comfortable with it. Mm. And it's something that you know I'll come back onto Lincoln in a, in, a, in a minute, but it's something that I've kind of noted with Notts County a lot this season. I do one of the League Two podcasts and. Their, their big issue is defence because mm. they like to have the ball in that defensive third, but they're not actually as comfortable with it. And we know that we're a team that can capitalise on that. I think mm. what was then slightly disappointing in a lot of people's view, and I was in a way a little bit disappointed, but at the same time, I didn't think there was much ne- there was really a need to go and overexert ourselves on Tuesday night. Mm-hmm. once we got that first goal we then obviously sat back a little bit and instead yeah. of a 5-2-3-3-4-3 a, a three, three, three system that we were employing because we got that goal from an early press of sort of high high intensity we then sat back it went back to a 5-4-1 we let mm-hmm. them have the ball okay yes sometimes you'd have Jack Vale kind of just darting around maybe even he's just trying to get his fitness up and it was a really good kind of running exercise for him on Tuesday night mm-hmm. but what actually kind of happened was they just had the ball in the defensive third we were sat in kind of a mid to low block allowing them to do whatever they wanted with it the minute they came forward then we could start trying to defend yeah and actually like i say i think in the whole grand scheme of things a lot of i saw loads of comments of kind of people quite disappointed that okay look again we've got a goal and now we're sitting back all doing is inviting pressure on ourselves we can't do this week in week out and i agree we can't go do it. We did that against Exeter, for example, we went one goal up in the first half, second half, they we invited pressure onto ourselves and they got the equaliser. Mm-hmm. Get to a team like Knox County is a lot safer to do. Yeah. And I didn't find it an issue because I think on Tuesday night we were talking about we want large rotation to kind of help fitness in the team because we've got a lot of games, constant, yeah. thick and fast sort of, <coughs> of games and, and without, you know, without a full-time manager as so we'll get to. So, yeah. For me, I was I mean, really it, happy with the way the first half turned out.
0: Yeah, it it didn't feel like there was a threat, did, did it? Um, you know, county didn't.
3: No, not at all.
0: They didn't offer much. Well, not you know, early, on. obviously. Uh, no, uh, and I think even when you look at what, yeah, I think there was the mm. the effort where Jacko cleared it off the line. Mm. That didn't really come from from anything to be honest it it kind of just oh yeah. oh okay jacko's all oh, right uh, and we'll we'll carry on it was yeah they they didn't offer a lot going forward at all on on tuesday night and i think it was it was sensible for it was sensible functional football on tuesday yeah. from us um i don't think like you say i don't think we needed to overexert ourselves particularly Given some of the issues around squad depth at the minute, with you know with the uh, with yeah. the attacking force diminished quite substantially, and we are seven minutes in and there's the klaxon. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think they county found it very difficult to create anything, um, and that was due to the uh the sort of disciplined performance. I don't think we needed to press too much. I think as long as we stayed, kept things nice and tight at the back, I think we, we didn't really Mm. need to worry about conceding too many chances. Um, But yeah, you know, I think as I said, Jack Burrows was, uh, was a bit of a live wear on Tuesday night. And the other one um, for me who, who was, well, I think standout man of the match for, for pretty much everybody uh, was of course, Dylan Duffy, who Mm -hmm. um, I thought was superb on Tuesday night. I think he, um, if, if you're making a claim, to start in the league you put in a performance like that in the trophy <laughs> don't you it was uh an excellent performance from him and i think you know coming out in the second half um he well he pretty much ran the show for for our attacking mm. uh attacking perspective didn't he
3: yeah absolutely and it's it's a, it's a weird one with dylan because I, I've really rated him. Obviously coming in in January, I felt the little the little kind of run in the team he got towards the back end of last season, I thought he was fantastic. Uh Wickham away specifically, you know, that, that game will always be remembered for Lass's goal. Mm-hmm. But actually for me, I thought Dylan was probably the best player on the pitch in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of expected him not to be one of our starting wingers coming into this season, but let's say you have four wingers, two spaces. I kind of expected him to be that third choice, that yes. first one coming off the bench or the mm-hmm. first one if there's, if there's an injury, um, and kind of going from there. It's not really been the case. Now, we've not really seen enough of Dylan Duffy so far uh, this season, I don't think. And I would have quite liked to have seen more of it. Obviously, we don't see what happens on the training round week in, Mm -hmm. week out. So I never criticise a manager for not picking a player. Mm -hmm. But... I felt that personally, Dylan Dylan has deserved a little bit more of an opportunity, not necessarily being able to get I think there were certain games, for example, where you know we've played Ted out wide, we've played Ali Smith out wide, and I just sit there and think, do you know what this game is screaming for a winger, an actual yeah. winger, and Dylan Duffy sat there on the bench ready made.
0: Yeah. So I think that was that. I think that was quite evident on Saturday, to be honest, because when he came mm. on, I said this to Gaz on Sunday. Um, It it felt like he changed the game to an extent. You know, it wasn't um, it wasn't a complete transformation because I I think we were, uh, I think to a man we were probably below par on on Saturday. But I think he came on and he definitely made an impact. And I think going from making an impact off the bench to basically running the show on Tuesday. It's given Tom Sure a bit of a headache in the best way possible yeah. for for Saturday, but um, let's let's move on to to Jack Vale's first goal for the Imps because hopefully now that's that's just started to you know poke the hole in the dam and mm. we're starting to see the few first few drips coming out of it now, um, but again it, it falls back to Dylan Duffy he won the ball, um, yep. really well just inside the just inside the county half, Vale um, picks it up. Runs towards the edge of the box, and I was really—I just loved to see how he got the ball into Mm -hmm. the box, and then just he just cut across, didn't he, and and put the ball on his right foot and pinged it back into the bottom left corner. I thought it was a a really, really good, um, good finish from from Jack, and it was not obviously not a solo goal because you know Dylan did uh, Mm -hmm. credited with the assist, but I thought the work that Jack Vale did to do that is. Exactly what we've been missing from uh, yeah. from our front line in the past couple of months, um, and hopefully now you know he's he's back to well back to full fitness. He started on on uh, Tuesday, so mm-hmm. you know fingers crossed he can start bringing that kind of uh, that kind of play into the league as well.
3: Well, yeah, absolutely. I, I think what what that kind of symbolised the goal on choosing night is, like I say, some of those things that we've actually been missing. Mm-hmm. The when when Dylan Duffy you know, slid in and he won the ball, he was never going to be able to get up and get onto the end of that ball that he won. The defender no. would have just beaten him to it. What we've lacked a little bit too much this season is is we've not really had a Jack Vale or a striker, really, in that position to be picking up those balls, mm-hmm. moving moving out into the channels to be able to try and help help and support the winger or whatever. We've had, you know, realistically, we've had a key up top for quite a lot of the season. Mm-hmm. So far, and yes, okay, he floats around, but he. Sometimes I just sit there, and it's it's frustrating because I feel like he could be in a much better position in a lot of opportunities. What Jack did on Tuesday night is he was exactly where he needed to be at every opportunity. Mm -hmm. There was the there was the one a little bit earlier on the chance. I was at the other end from where I was, and I'm trying to think who it was. Uh, It was Jaden Brown that had it on the left. Brown cut it back, didn't it? Yes, and And he cut it back. And hmm. it was it was Jack Vale coming in from a central midfielder's kind of space, yeah. but it was fine because he was constantly on the end of the, these balls on Tuesday night. And he was also winning things back. Yeah. So I was I mean, really, even, really even when
0: you look there. at even when you look back at Burroughs' goal, you see Jack Vale hmm. in the middle. He's he's essentially yep. screaming for it. You know he, yep. he was in he was in loads of space, and he, he you know if he'd have squared that back, that would have been Vale's first oh, goal if, then. But if,
3: if Burrow's hadn't have scored. Jack Vale would have been absolutely fuming with it. <laughs> and, and, and don't get me wrong, probably rightly so. But yeah. you know, I, I think, and Jack Vale's goal was like just, I, th- I think Notts County defenders are probably going to be quite disappointed in themselves. Mm. But at the same time, as a striker, all you can do is beat what's in front of you. And that, yeah. that's exactly what he did. Like I say, he managed to find himself the space after cutting in from the left hand side, managed to find himself a space, stick the ball in the back of the net, keeper had no chance of getting it.
0: Just really, really impressive. Mm, absolutely, and uh, yeah, I mean, you can point at some of the stats from the night. Um, the stats that I've got in front of me suggest that the the, um, the possession was seventy two percent to twenty eight percent. Oh, I've got twenty
3: eight point one to
0: seventy one point nine. Just a bit out there, there. Oh, that's. <laughs> I guess that's what premium <laughs> white Scout gets you. Um, but look, you know, I, I'm just it, on Sky Sports. <laughs> <laughs> When you you know when you when you're looking at that kind of possession stat for uh, for a team in the division below, you you can understand why some people were maybe getting a bit agitated, particularly you know towards the end of the first half. I think we had the conversation in our group chat and we said this. It wasn't you know I think we I think we may have even used the word poor at some point because it just there wasn't any impetus behind anything. But when my take on that is that if you're defensively solid, if you're not allowing the opp- opposition to create anything, you can ride that out for 15, 20 minutes. Yep. And as long as you can solve it, as long as you can find a way to pick the lock and and you know find a solution to the problem mm. within the 90 minutes, you can kind of ride those periods of the game out, can't you?
3: Yeah, definitely. And I think what's actually really interesting is obviously when – when Kennedy was still in charge, a a staple of his pre-match press conferences was consistently saying, we train the exact same every week, it doesn't matter who our oppositions are. Some managers will focus so heavily on who the opposition are that actually their their style of play can change quite drastically week in, week out. Now, Mm. there's no one right way for, for that to be done, you know, but... What Tuesday night showed that actually if we were to cater ourselves a little bit more to the opposition sometimes, then we could potentially be in more comfortable situations. Now, like I said, we played very similarly to how we've played in a lot of other games recently. Fleetwood, Exeter, you know, th- mm-hmm. those two immediately spring to mind because they were literally, it, for me, it was literally the same game, just Exeter had a little bit more impetus in attack and managed to get the goal, whereas Fleetwood didn't.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: We, we got the goal early. We then sat back a little bit, created a bit more of a mid-to-low block, let them have the ball. that's County, because they... We've already played that's County once this season. Mm-hmm. Also a 2-0 victory. The possession stats were the exact same in that game as well. In fact, yeah. they may have even been worse. I think it was like 78% to 22%, right? Now, just because... Yeah, because we know that Knox County are going to play like that, we are we're allowed then to step back and just let them have the ball. What yeah. we then can't do is do the exact same thing against a League one side that we know are then going to try and use, come at us quicker and mm. have a little bit more impetus in attack, because then that's where we'll get found out and we'll lose the game but we could do something like that against a team like not So actually I feel like sometimes it's very much worth knowing your opposition's strengths and weaknesses, knowing what how you can set up and making slight tactical changes. And it's something that I don't think we've necessarily done enough of, but I think it's something we could definitely work on in the future.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but you know, that, that's going to, I think that's going to come in time, obviously with a, you know, a new permanent head coach and, and all the rest of it alongside mm-hmm. that. But, yeah, I mean, just just to sort of put a bit of a pin in in county. I mean, I know we're we're only what about seventeen minutes in or so, but it it doesn't really feel like there's much point in in dwelling too much on these, you know, on the on the trophy games. Obviously, we're we're through to the next round. It now does have, uh, I think, as Gaz said on on Sunday, and again in an article, it, it has a little bit more of an importance now that it's the only mm. trophy or the only cup competition that we're still in, um, but. You know, it's it's still very much a a secondary focus um, this season, and I think if we can if we can continue to rotate the squad um, and see the best out of other, some of the players, because I think there was a there was a real chance for some of them to state their claim, and obviously, I've said Dylan hmm. Duffy's made that point. Um, I I just think there was maybe one or two others that that may have not stake that claim hard enough um from Tuesday. Um I think Jaden Brown was, was yep. one who I I think is is struggling to find a name for himself at the minute, would you say? Yeah,
3: it's a difficult one with Jaden Brown because actually, you know, Jack Burrows is ahead of him yep. on that left wing back position. Um and he's playing consistently well. Mm-hmm. So it's very, very difficult like Jack Burrows never stands out poorly in a game where the whole team is doing well. Mm-hmm. If, if you if you sort of get what I mean. But I also feel like Jack Burroughs sometimes doesn't always impress in a in a struggling side either. Um, yeah. but I feel like Jaden Brown, there's been a couple of occasions where Jaden Brown's looked very poor even in a team that's playing well. So it is very, very difficult at the minute to see him really overthrowing Jack Burroughs in that role.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think you know um, you, you look at some of the the other players that that could have maybe looked to improve their standing. Mm. I think uh, I think TJ was a little bit off it on Tuesday. There was a couple of misplaced passes, there was a couple of uh, sort of headed clearances that didn't go anywhere and and could have led to something had we been uh, going up against a more potent opposition, shall we say? Um, yep. And I think maybe. Um, you know, I really don't like being overly critical of, of, you know, the younger players in the squad. But I think Joven had a really good start in that game. Um, but I think, you know, as <laughs> as the rest of the game kind of dipped in that after that first 15, 20 minutes, I think Jovan yeah. really drifted out the game a little bit as well, didn't
3: he? He did, and it's it's a little bit disappointed th- with Joven. I think Tuesday very much kind of reaffirmed a point that I've made on this podcast every time I seem to talk about Joven. He's I think he's fantastic off the ball I think he's a real good runner I think he's a real sort of he's a great asset to have in the squad mm-hmm. until he gets the ball and then sometimes it can just be a little bit sort of disappointing um, so I think his technical ability is something that's got to be worked on but I definitely think there a. is uh, th- th- there is a oh, I'm going I'm to use the word there is a pathway um, <laughs> there you go there you go Chris there, there is a pathway for him not necessarily at Lincoln who knows but I think really there's a player fast, isn't there see him getting a solid loan move to maybe even drahida.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely a player in there. I think we just need to find the best way to, you know, coax it out. And um, the fact that his, his physical change has been as impressive as it has, because you know, yes. he's he's come back and oh, well, after close season last time out, he's he's a unit now, isn't he? He's he's a mm. you know, he's a, a strong lad for um, for someone so young. So yeah, you know, nobody, we, we don't write anybody off. No. That's not. You know, that's not what you, we need to do. But I think, um, yeah, there's definitely scope for him to improve. So hopefully that happens sooner rather than later. But it's going to put I, a pin in could, County. Oh, go on. Oh, no, no, I've got another point. Go on. Uh, no, <laughs>
3: <laughs> I, I'm just going to kind of hop back to something he said sort of five minutes back, um, talking about how the AFL trophy is maybe now secondary. Mm-hmm. I'm very much going to disagree with you. Yeah. Um, the no,
0: we're, not, it, we're not focusing on that over the, over the
3: league, are we? Well, <laughs> pl- let's think about, look, obviously the, whole, the league is the big thing, sure. Mm. But this is going to be the one cup competition where a new manager is going to be able to come in and try to show off a little bit. Now, mm-hmm. if we get a new manager in and let's say, OK, look, si- getting in the top six this season is going to be a stretch. Even with a new manager, it's still. I still think it's going to be a stretch. Personally, getting to the final or winning this competition, I don't think it's anywhere near as difficult. I really don't. So part of me sits there and thinks, is a manager and that's coming in going to sit there and think, well, the one way that I can endear myself to the fans, if. We're not getting playoffs, you know. One way I can adhere myself to the fans is get them a day out in Wembley in the summer. Now, it'd be great if we could get two days out. Could be gr- <laughs> It would be great if we could have one at the playoffs. But I think this is a huge opportunity because we, we spoke about it. We spoke about it, haven't we, Ben? About uh, Appleton. Mm-hmm. Appleton, because that season that we had that was so good was behind closed doors. I don't really think people... Felt an emotional connection to Appleton yeah. like they maybe would have done if we were actually there in the stadium watching these games yeah so I agree with that I, I think this is the perfect opportunity this competition for a for a manager to be able to come in and win over the fans because look we already know if it isn't Danny and Nicky Cowley the manager's are automatically have a little bit of an uphill battle with certain fans Yes, and it, it just is so I think this is a really good opportunity. Look, the next round is on Tuesday, the 5th of December. Um, we could be facing, uh, oh, I mean, there, there's a very strong chance, well, there's a quarter of a chance that we're going to end up in Blackpool because Blackpool or Fleetwood, uh, I really don't want Wrexham. Um, <laughs> we might get on telly. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be a bloody long journey. Um, <laughs> I mean, we could still get Forest under 20 because bear in mind we, we are almost guaranteed to be away from home now because oh, second place you. in this uh, cup in the groups goes away from home, unless we face an under 21 side and then it's automatically at home. The only under okay. 21 side that have a chance of even topping their group is uh, Nottingham Forest. But they are three points behind Akritin Stanley in the group, so they've got to have a decent win there. And obviously, I hope Akritin don't win. In fact, they may have been playing each other. So look, I think this is a really, really good opportunity. It's going to be one of, it'll be potentially one of the first sort of choosing out matches for a new manager. I say that actually, we've got Orin and Cambridge before that, haven't we? Because we'll have three in a row now, (laughs) three Top away from, from home in a row now, which is going to be very annoying. Yeah. But I think this is a really good opportunity for a manager, not only to be able to endear himself to the fans of this competition, but also to be able to see in the early stages, uh, sort of the next round, for example, really get a, an idea of what the whole squad is like, rather than just his preferred start at eleven in the first few games.
0: Yeah, fair points. I mean, I, I think... I, yeah, I, I I can't see us going... All out to try and to, you know to try and win this one this time round, but um, I don't think the financials are quite as impressive as they once were. If I'm it's,
3: correct, uh, so so remember. it's so it's um, ten so ten thousand pounds for a win in each of the group stage matches. So we'll yeah. have, we had three grand from that. It then goes up if we win the next round, we get twenty grand. If we win the round after that, it's forty grand. Round after that, sixty grand. Round after that, eighty grand. Um, okay. So. And I I agree. I I do definitely not. I don't at all think that we're just going to go full strength and be trying to win every single match. But if, for example, we get to early February, we've maybe knocked out two teams already, and we're in the what quarterfinals of this competition, for example, which isn't exactly that much of a stretch. If we're sat there in the quarterfinals of this competition, and we're actually sat in twelfth place in the league, we're we're maybe about eight nine points off the playoffs. Suddenly, this competition is huge. And it doesn't yeah. matter what you think about the EFL Trophy as as a product. Personally, I, also, I I agree. I don't like the under-21s, teams being in it and all of this. But it's still an opportunity for us to potentially get a day at Wembley this season. So for me, this, this is actually now a huge competition this season. I really,
0: really do think that. But obviously, the hope does still want to be on the league. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you look at the situation at the minute we're what, four points off the playoffs with game in hand? Mm. So I think we could, if we, if we can keep up that chase, then obviously, you know, I think the, that's where my mind yep. is at is if, if we can keep that pace up and if we can keep, you know, hot on the heels of those teams and maybe start to creep into 7th, 6th towards, you know, January, February time, I, mm. I don't think this, you know, that's where I'm saying I don't think it's going to be much of a priority, but... Uh, Shall we move away from the... I think we can now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's move away from the EFL Trophy a little bit. Um, and we'll talk about uh, a couple of a couple of names that are in the frame uh, for the still vacant managerial post, um, or head coach position, I should say. Um, Liam came out the other day and uh, he, he said that Tom Shaw is still expected to be in post for the Port Vale game. Uh, so we're not <laughs> going to hear anything this week. Um, and then I think we we're basically confirmed, didn't they? They'd gone over to Ireland for for mm. the reasons that we expected. Uh, me and Gaz obviously discussed that on Sunday. But um, yeah, I think there's a, a name that nobody really saw coming as has entered the frame. Um, Stephen Kenny, the Republic of Ireland manager, is uh, has has kind of emerged over the past twenty four hours or so as a potential. Favorite for the job, uh, which I mean, we've had a chat off air about this, and we've, we've both said mm. it. This all, well, this just kind of seems like paper talk. Um, the the wording that's been used is that there's been no official offer or no official approach made from the club. Um, if that is the case, then I really do think this is just paper talk because with what we're three weeks into the search now. Mm. Um, you know, we're three weeks into to the process, and if you've not made any form of official approach for uh, for a candidate, you know, yeah. even if it's official communication in terms of an interview, if you've not got to that point, you're three weeks in, you've you've been interviewing other people. Uh, yeah, unless he just kind of wants to come in and you know slap himself on the table and go, "I'm available," I mean, it's not going to disrupt the process. So, yeah, thoughts on on Stephen Kenny and would he even be a good fit?
3: (sighs) So, Stephen Kenny's a really, really interesting one. Now, because of our links to sort of uh, the Irish leagues in sort of the last couple of years, I've started following quite a few different accounts on X, Twitter. Um, It's Twitter. It'll always be Twitter. I know. I know. know. Even if there's a fire. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so look, I follow a lot of sort of follow a lot of Irish football accounts and there's a lot of hate towards Stephen Kenny that I see on my timeline every single international break they're really not a fan of his play style I find it too negative uh, is a, one of the things that I hear quite often you know they um they, they struggle to score. Now, okay, I'm saying that. Granted, they did win 4-0 in their last game, but that's away in Gibraltar. And <laughs> trust me, as somebody who watches Gibraltar football quite a lot at the minute, the level is absolutely god-awful. So... <laughs> Do not read into that one at all, but for example, a 2-0 loss at home to Greece, a 2-1 loss at home to, okay, granted, Netherlands, a 2-0 loss away at France, a 3-0 win at home to Gibraltar, a 2-1 loss away to Greece, a 1-0 loss to France, and then they beat Latvia and Malta uh, and lost to Norway when they were at home. Now, the big, thing from, the big thing to take away from that for me is the fact that actually they don't really score that many. Um, so therefore like I, said, I don't watch republic of Ireland often I've, I've seen a few clips over the last sort of couple of days because obviously ever since this kind of rumor has come out um but it, it just doesn't it's not it wouldn't be an appointment that necessarily excites me i think mm-hmm. it would be be a name more than anything else and also quite frankly i think it's a load of rubbish i don't i don't think you know as you've said it's it's paper talk, and you know, and this morning, you know, when when we we're sort of discussing uh, the podcast tonight, were we? I just we both kind of just said, "God, we're bored of it now." <laughs> we've we've both heard it's, it's the,
0: the pre- speculation, we, isn't it?
3: We've heard. I mean, I, I, as I said, Danny Cowley has been interviewed. Danny Cowley has not has decided he doesn't want an interview. Danny Cowley has uh, fallen out with Jason Leaves so therefore, isn't interview having an interview. Um, the Javara's love Cali. Clive hates him now, so that's the reason. So there's an internal power struggle. Uh, I've heard all of these different rumours.
0: It's for every
3: single. <laughs>
0: for every single one of those, there is another person giving the exact opposite view. It's nice. like, oh, he's been offered the job. He's not even been considered. He's been given. Yeah. In, he's been given an interview. He's refused an interview. He's yeah. been given the job already, and it's just a matter of time. It's like. I mean, we've said this before and I think Chris has mentioned this as well on the podcast. It speaks to a it speaks to the club at the minute as to how tight a wrap they're keeping on things it, that uh, yeah. you know, so much is coming out at the minute that nobody really seems to know nope. where we are with it. Um I mean obviously there there is another name in the pipeline that's kind of we've got a link and and I think the the big link came from Liam and Jez going over there, obviously, to see Jack Moylan, who we'll talk about in a little bit. But Damien Duff is the the other kind of big name uh, in the picture. And it sounds like um, this weekend could be pretty pivotal as to whether he stays at Shelbourne or potentially comes over the sea. Um, Yeah. It's uh, St. Pat's and uh, Bohemians are in the... Cup final on Sunday, aren't they? And they are. I, I think, yeah, if, if we've, we've worked out, I think if uh, if St Pat's win on Sunday, then Shelbourne yeah. will be playing European football, which yeah. is obviously a bit of an enticing prospect for somebody. So whether that is going to be, you know, a, a swing vote, I guess, you know, we we don't know. Um, and we, to be fair,
3: and that's even if he's in the running for. I was going to say, Do we don't even know if he's is?
0: in the running. It's it's just yeah. a name that's kind of out there personally i i'm leaning more and more towards a completely left field appointment um (laughs) from you know from the club i i I think liam dropped a couple of hints it was a it was a very good politicians interview (laughs) from liam let's be fair um with radio lincolnshire but i think he did (laughs) drop a hint to say you know that, that the bookies are probably sniffing around the wrong sorts of of people at the minute but who knows? Uh, who knows I mean, where I mean, we're at? I
3: mean that that interview, for example, you know, a lot of people um, sort of get, were giving Liam quite a lot of stick on social media. I, and I mean, yeah. let's let's just let's just take a step back for a minute. There are other positions in this league that are currently available. I mean, look at Oxford. Oxford's a really, really enticing position for any new manager for any manager that's wanted to get into League One, for example. Yep. So Liam's not going to turn around and say, "Right, well, he's our top prospect," because then that will make somebody else listening somebody was on another shortlist and all this. We already know the club had a shortlist before Kennedy was even sacked. They had one when Kennedy was in a perfectly safe 10-year position. Mm-hmm. What the idea is is now working through what this list is, dwindling it down, having a shorter list to the point where then it's just between one or two. And you know what? I'm glad that we don't know. I'm happy yeah. to not know all of this I mean, I'm a little, I- I'm a little bit sort of proud because uh, Liam mentioned the uh, Drahida manager as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was somebody who I had put in our group chat. Um, <laughs> why-, why don't look at him? You know, um, over overachieving football. Look. They're not going to turn around and say who it's going to be. We already know the bookies' odds are quite frankly a load of
0: crap. So well, that, that was proven, wasn't it? Because there was the the guy, the the guy, uh, the, the completely my name is his name's completely escaped me. Um, but Chris pointed out that uh, there was somebody from the German league who was uh- yeah Thomas Valler that's the one he was, uh, he'd he'd appeared on the list. And then I, uh, I did see that somebody replied to Chris and said, that's my doing. Actually. I, uh, I I did a request a bet um, and that's the price they gave me. So that's it. That's all it takes for somebody to get on that league. So uh, if you want to, you know, if you really want to screw with the bookies, then request a bet of uh, Chris Lamming from uh, rugby FC uh, (laughs) to take up the mantle and see what odds you get for him. But, but, yeah, look, I think that's a very long-winded way of saying that we're still none the wiser at the minute, and we won't be until at least Saturday. Uh, it's a Saturday
3: long-winded evening. way of just saying be patient and have trust.
0: Yeah, um, you know, I, I think I do want to, you know, I, I do want to uh, sort of stand up and uh, stand up for Liam and briefly and just say, look, he's he's going to get stick no matter what he does on social media, um, but ultimately they're kind of doing they're, they're going about it the right way at the minute you wouldn't you know it, it fundamentally it's a job you know it's a job interview process you you wouldn't expect yeah. your manager at work to be feeding information to people outside of the business and saying oh yeah by the way we've interviewed somebody internally but he's not that good so we're going to get somebody externally and there's about three that have applied this guy this guy and this guy. You, you don't you just don't do it you know you don't there's confidentiality.
1: It
0: yeah. It's respect, confidentiality, and, and you know professionalism. They're, they're they're key aspects, and I think what a lot of people seem to forget is just because it's a football club means that you know everybody has the same passion and the same mm. uh, fervour for it as, as you do. I mean, it's going to sound really harsh, but ultimately, it's a job to these people. It's not right. their entire lives in the same way that it would be for the fans. And like, yes, we understand everybody wants to know what's going on and we'll find out in due course. But uh, yeah, that's probably going to be a good spot to uh, hear from our sponsors. So we will hand you over to whoever it is that's going to be advertising. If indeed there is. I was about to
3: say before. that's actually if we've got one today.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what's been going on with the adverts. We mentioned it on Sunday. I I'll be honest, I don't know if we had an advert on Sunday because I haven't listened back, but uh, I'm assuming we have. So uh, hopefully here's an advert.
2: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the quarter-pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at Participate in Restaurants 18+. plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
0: And there we go. If you had an advert, then we've gone back on track. If not, I don't know. Gaz is probably going to have to speak to somebody at TalkSport about it, but we'll we'll figure it out. So let's move on uh to look ahead for the weekend Port Vale come into the bank. Um and I think this is probably in those in that column of we should probably be winning this one, maybe. Um haven't won it in eight league games. Uh they in that run they've lost to Cheltenham, which was a, a slightly mm-hmm. uh you know eyebrow raising result. They've lost to Bolton, they've lost to Portsmouth, they've also lost to Peterborough and they've lost to Burton. So yeah, they're not exactly a free-flowing or free-scoring team either. You know, I think they've got twelve goals in, in sixteen games, or is it fifteen games um, at the moment? It yeah, they, they seem to be coming to us in a, a bit of a weird run, don't they, Charlie?
3: Yeah, they really do. They um, they had a, they had a really weird start to the season, actually. They Had a great they, start. Well, they did if you ignore the first game week, because the first game week, they lost well. 7-0 to Burn- uh, to Barnsley. Uh, so Burnley then. Um, didn't know they were, they were <laughs> I mean, that,
0: that would be a more understandable <laughs> result, wouldn't
3: it? <laughs> I was about to say, well, well, we didn't lose 7-0 to Burnley. Um, yeah, look, <laughs> <laughs> they, they had obviously a really, really poor first, first game of the season. And then it was really funny because I think in the next five, Barnsley didn't win one. And mm-hmm. and uh Port Vale went unbeaten or whatever fight the next seven or eight. So they were they were up there after kind of the first month, month and a half. Uh as were the likes of Exeter, for example. Mm-hmm. It's very, very similar to what we had against Exeter, a team who had a had a good start of the season, but are now struggling and probably back down in the sort of area that you would maybe expect them to be. Yeah. Um, like I say, Port Hull- Vale do have a bit of an issue with scoring. They are the fourth lowest scoring team in the league this season. Mm-hmm. They are also one of the teams with the lowest sort of shots on target as well. Um, it's they've obviously got an issue going forward. Mm-hmm. Defensively, they have also looked a little bit weak as well. You know, the fact, like I said, they conceded two to Cheltenham. Mm -hmm. only one to Peterborough on a Tuesday night which wasn't bad at all and they did get a draw against Stevenage but then they were losing 2-0 to Portsmouth 3-0 to Bristol Rovers 1-0 to Bolton conceded 3 to Burton Albion even a little bit earlier on in the season some of the games that they were winning Fleetwood Town that was actually in the Cups that doesn't necessarily matter but Charlton um on one of the sort of earlier game weeks they won it 3-2 so they were and that was before Charlton brought in Appleton as well so mm-hmm. that's when they were quite as free scoring as what they necessarily have been a little bit more recently so they've clearly got an issue defensively now they set up in a 3-4-3 mm-hmm. so I would very much just expect us to, to to match them man for man uh on the weekend which is going to be a huge game really then for our wing backs, Jack Burrows and uh, we, we would assume Burrows and Sorensen mm-hmm. uh, starting on the wing back is going to be is going to be really big for them to be able to try and win that battle in in the flanks. We know our two midfielders, you know, especially on their day, they're they're the best midfield duo in the league. I keep on saying it, but they really really are, and it is and it isn't yeah, bias right. at all. They are absolutely outstanding. So I feel like we've got the quality to win certain areas of the pitch. Pro- which is why us going man for man for them and matching them ideally is going to be the best way to go forward. Now, they actually do like to keep the ball in a lot of games. Um, you know that they are reasonably high up in terms of their percentage stats. For example, that loss at home to Cheltenham yesterday—it was at home, so you always expect to have slightly more uh, percentage of possession when you're at the home team. But they had 68% of possession in that game, 67% of possession in another, 66 in another. I very much see this like what we had on Tuesday mm-hmm. where we're more than happy for them to have the ball, but then we're going to be able to break. And when we go forward, we know we can be clinical. We've now got a fit striker that seems to be getting into the groove a lot. We've got the wing backs on either side that we know can get forward and create chances out of nothing. We know we've got mid two midfielders that can either ping a perfect pass to create space or find the space in themselves just feel like we've got the quality to be able to beat them on Saturday we've just got to execute that in the way that on paper we should be doing
0: yeah i mean it it sounds you saying there about the, the playing 3-4-3 three, three, it does seem from what i've looked at that the the two behind the striker it's they don't necessarily play with wingers it's kind of you've got yeah. the wing backs and then you've got the almost two tens behind mm-hmm. the striker um, it sounds like ben you know he's going to be a bit of a handful um, he's currently got four of their twelve goals. So if you're going to yeah. put money on anyone from their side so to score <laughs> on Saturday, it's likely going to be Mister Garrity. Um, but you know, I think, yeah, it, it seems to be that the, the, a lot of their attacking is coming from the, the wing backs rather than you know anybody mm-hmm. further up the field. And if we can, by the sounds of it, if we can shut down that right hand side for them, then they might have a bit of a problem. But let's, you know, going back to it, I think they've had 13 shots a game, something like that.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, And then, you know, I I can't believe I'm using the stat, but there's 1.17 XG away from home is is what's been. uh, You know know. what XG is? I did have the concept explained to me on a podcast once. Um, ah, okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. Um but look, it's 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 a game that I think we we probably should be winning I think in terms of the previous matches. Um mm. obviously the last time out was that mental game where which we won yeah. 3-2 where uh, you know Rushworth got sent off and then uh was it Conlon got sent off for them? Um, um...
3: That was yes, the, that, and then did did they get two reds? Because yeah, did so they, them, they got two reds because there was was it the, Robinson? Is that his uh, name? Let's have a Sam, quick. Sam, Sam, it's Sammy Robinson, isn't it? It's the um, it's the one that Kennedy I think have worked with before. Yes, it at, was.
0: Yeah, I want to say. Uh, I want to say Man yeah. City Youth. Yeah, um, and, um, but that that was the one where I think there was the um, oh, what was it? There, there was the the incident off the ball in the lead up to their goal, which confused <laughs> everybody because you were we were all like well what the hell's up in there and then he got something, yeah. yeah really confusing moment but um yeah a bit of a feisty game and obviously jacko popping up with the winner in uh, in you know mm. towards the end of the game so look I, I know previous experience doesn't necessarily count for a huge amount when it comes to <laughs> uh, to, to games in separate seasons but um it's going to be uh, it's going to be an interesting one hopefully we can you know start to uh start to turn the corner again a little bit in the league. Obviously, we've had a couple of decent, um, uh, you know, a couple of decent uh, results. Well, sorry, we've had a decent result in the trophy with uh, a performance that was functional. Hopefully, we can, mm-hmm. you know, take that and take some of the conserved energy from Tuesday night, put it into the game on Saturday, and uh, hopefully, you know, come away with something. But you are going to speak to and have spoken to by the time you <laughs> Some weird Inception shit going on with the timing on this one. Um, but yeah, Charlie's going to be speaking shortly to uh, someone from the Ale and the Vale podcast. We're not mm. 100% sure who just yet, but I'm sure he'll feed you the correct information when he brings this preview in. I'm Tyler Walker, and you're listening to the Stacey West podcast. Yeah.
3: So to talk all things Port Vale, I am joined by Johnny from the Ale and Vale podcast. How are we
4: doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. How are you?
3: Yeah, yeah, not too bad. I, uh, I'm quite looking forward to this game, I've got to be honest. Um, certainly going to be, be an interesting one to see how we sort of match up against each other. But like I said, it's going to it's definitely going to be an interesting one. So I guess kicking, kicking off straight away, I, get, I, I normally kind of ask how the season's gone uh, so far. But yours has kind of been a tale of two halves so far, hasn't it? Like, obviously, everybody knows what happened on the opening day against Barnsley. But then you went on a really good run and now you're on a bit of a pull. What's what's been going right or wrong?
4: Yeah, I think it started on that opening day because Mm. there's not many times you'll concede seven and walk away and go, for 50 minutes of that, we actually played all right. (laughs) So we saw the foundations were there on the opening day Mm -hmm. and then we scraped winning the Cup against Fleetwood and was like, yeah. right, okay, okay, that was a blip, but we're still a bit open at the back. Then mm-hmm. we went on a couple of games where we looked decent at the back and whatnot. So we kind of thought we'd cracked it and thought it's, it's going to be an alright season, mid-tables yeah. game. But it just kind of nosedived the last couple of weeks. We, we hadn't scored in five or six games and
1: mm.
4: we didn't look like scoring. And then we lost to Cheltenham, which... Was probably always going to happen. Daryl Clark coming back and yeah, yeah, them being in the run that they're on and certain stuff like that. So we kind of expected that, but then we then go and beat Mansfield in the cup comfortably
1: mm.
4: and draw draw Burton at the weekend in in the FA Cup with ten men for sixty five minutes or so. Mm-hmm. So it, it seems like it's turned that corner, but. It it depends what team we can put out at the minute. We've got five or six out injured, and it's right taking its toll really on the play on Mm. on the players. You can you can tell.
3: So, is obviously you've you've mentioned the fact that you've you were really struggling to score recently. You know, and if we go back as far as the EFL Cup third round, which is what the end of September, yeah, you've only scored what two goals in eight matches, something like that overall. One of those obviously being in the FA Cup, as you've already mentioned, one of them being in the loss to Cheltenham. What's going wrong in attack? Why is it that you're just not seeming to be... A, is it the fact that you're not really creating the chances or is it the fact that you're creating chances, just can't seem to put them away?
4: It's, it's that. It's, we're creating chances and we're, we're, mm. we're creating quite a few chances, but yeah. we just don't seem to be able to put them away. And the quality of chance is, is is good as well. So mm. it, it's just it's trying to find it's trying to make it click is the big thing at the moment. We yeah we've had a couple of injuries to key players, which means we've had to tweak a few bits. So a few bits have changed, and it, it's it's finding that balance between playing nice, pretty football and winning football games. Because we yeah. are playing good football, but there's no point in playing good football if you're not winning. <laughs>
3: And I guess that's the big thing. And sooner rather than later, you know, performances can help distract from results, but sooner rather than later, results will still be at the forefront of everybody's conversations. And if you're not picking them up, then it becomes an issue. I mean, you know, you were saying, mentioning how y- you do play nice football. I mean, you've got quite a high sort of level of possession as well in a lot of these games, often more than what your opposition has, which is, I guess, somewhat surprising for a team that's been in, Obviously, a bit of a bad run recently. Is that kind of just something you try to do? It's building up from the back, sort of as 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 a team unit, and trying to keep hold of the ball. Is that would that be a fair kind of assessment of your play style?
4: Yeah, because we haven't because because we haven't really got well until until the last couple of plays, we haven't really got a focal points. So James mm-hmm. Wilson play, was playing up front until sadly got injured, um, right. and yeah. he's technically the best player in this league. He's just made of paper, so <laughs> I think you're seeing it a bit with Tyler Walker. Yeah, um, yeah. Again, like you get him on the pitch, he's going to score goals and create mm-hmm. and do something. But you've got to get him on the pitch, and it's it's that gamble we took with two-quid Willow. He's he, he signed a contract till January, and mm-hmm. he's out till probably then now. Um, oh. So it's it's a risk, but we brought in Ryan Loft at the end of the transfer window who then Mm -hmm. pulled a calf muscle so we didn't Mm -hmm. see him for six weeks and we've recently brought in Uche Pezu
2: um,
4: who (laughs) he's 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 something special
1: Mm.
4: but not in the goal scoring sort of way you watch him he's a big horrible piece of work to to defend against he's he's a big lad he's strong he, he runs with it but his first touch is either going to be dead at his feet or 30 yards back to your own keeper. Like right. there is no in between with him. Right. Um, but again, he's, he's a striker, doesn't score goals. So we've, we've got to, we've got to work out how you get the people around him scoring. Yeah.
1: I'm Ethan Arahon and you're listening to the Stacy West podcast.
0: And there we go. Thank you to Charlie and a and other from the ale in the veil vale podcast. Um, good lads i've spoken to them before you know and they um yeah mm. hopefully give us a bit of an insight into uh what they're expecting from the game but uh, i like i say I'm, I'm kind of expecting a decent performance after you know a good result on tuesday um hopefully we'll see dylan duffy uh, making some sort of an impact um any any estimations or any any guesses for the lineup on saturday charlie
3: i would Maybe like to see Dylan Duffy get into the team actually. But then again, I'm not 100% sure what his fitness is going to be like for Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. So obviously, we'll kind of have to see on that one. I think Danny Mandroya will expect to see in the lineup as well. I think Jack Vale, um, again, fitness permitting, I definitely think he would be starting. Obviously, I've already mentioned, I think it'll end up being Sorensen and Burrows on the wings, on mm-hmm. the wing backs, because I, I think we're going to need those engines on the. Um, um, Saturday afternoon, uh, and then you know the back three. We know we've got four sorts of players that we're normally picking from in, in Jacko, O'Connor, Mitchell, and Rowan. So it'll mm-hmm. be three of the four, um, and then obviously Jensen and Goal. So, and we already know it'll be two Ethan's in the middle. Let's not even try and pretend like we <laughs> dropping either of them for a league match anytime soon. Uh, but yeah, I for me, for me, this game is pivotal, and I think we we need a result. Mm-hmm. Pure, purely because we, we don't have a midweek game next week. Yep. It feels like it's been ages since we've last not had a midweek fixture. Yeah. yeah probably it's the last international break, actually, uh, where we've kind of played Burton on the Saturday. But mm-hmm. which was obviously when after, straight after that, it was Mark Kennedy sacked. Indeed. Now, if we're expecting a manager in between Port Vale and Stevenage, which from what Liam was saying, I would not be too surprised if we saw a manager in the stands on Saturday. Right. Okay. Yeah. I I, I, do, I don't think that they will announce anything necessarily, but for those eagle eyed sort of uh, fans <laughs> in the stadium, wouldn't be too surprised to see somebody sat somewhere. The only reason I'm saying that is because of what Liam was saying about the fact that don't expect anybody to be in before then. I feel like it's a perfect opportunity with a free midweek to try and get the manager in. And I just think that if we can get a victory, it's just going to kind of stifle any discontent as to who we might get. 100%. Doesn't matter who it is, but it won't satisfy everybody. It just yep. won't. We can get that. Da- we can get Danny and Nikki back and still there'll be some people that just wouldn't wouldn't be happy with it. You know? Yep. And that's fine. We all have our own different opinions on who we want and this and that. And people are constantly getting asked, well, who, who do you think the next manager is? I don't know. But yeah. if we can get a win. It'll just push us slightly closer to the playoffs. It'll mean the managers coming in on a little bit of a happier setting. There's mm-hmm. not quite as much discontent as what there was sort of at the after last Saturday's match. Um, I just think it'll be an easier environment for them to work themselves into.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Look, I, th- I think whether there is somebody that's going to be, you know, smuggled in cloak and dagger with a. <laughs> with a big hoodie and plenty of scarves around them or, you know, some sort of little secret box or, you know, (laughs) if anybody's in the boxes on Saturday, let us know. Um, So (laughs) yeah, you know, I think it's going to be a, 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 an interesting week ahead for the club. Definitely. Hopefully Mm. by this time next week, um, I believe it is me and, Chris next week on podcast, so hopefully we'll have something to talk about on that front. It's, Cause I'm on holiday. You're on holiday. Um can yes. you imagine, Charlie? You go on holiday and we announce a new manager.
3: Oh don't it will happen as well. This is the thing.
0: <laughs> it I, happened I, it I, happened with Kennedy with me. I was on holiday and uh and yeah. Kennedy got announced.
3: Oh yeah. no, yeah. I am finally getting over to Gibraltar and I cannot me wait. <laughs> oh I need a son. <laughs> I need the
0: sun <laughs> so, Yeah look I think um, I, I, I think yeah the, We get a, a win on Saturday is, is pretty crucial I agree that it's mm. you know, it, it, Not pivotal In the sense of the season but definitely In, no. it, in the longer term uh, Longer term picture of things I think you It just can, makes everything a lot easier For, yeah, for the fan a base and the point. club
3: To yeah. be able to bring Somebody in when we're on a little bit of a high Rather than
0: yeah it's it's the perception of things rather than um you know than than a, necess- uh, a necessity but um a couple of additional bits to discuss um the first one obviously you know we are very much aware of the uh, attacking situation we now obviously have jack Vale back but we are going to be without rico hackett for a little while it sounds like that could be uh at least a couple of weeks um Tyler Walker while he is back on the grass he is not necessarily um close to a start um and then we'll see you know Ben House we've got uh, gonna be waiting for a while but yes. we do have the League of Ireland Player of the Month and the highest scorer in the division we do. Uh, joining us in January so yeah Jack Moylan um seems like he's coming in pretty hot so whether he'll be I can't imagine it'll be too long before he's over in training
3: No um, From from what was said because uh, there was a it was said in a press conference somewhere. Uh, Obviously we already know he cannot play for us until January Mm -hmm. 1st, but he will be able to train with us, I believe from the start of December. I think the contracts over there finish at the end of November. So it'll give him, obviously he can have a couple of weeks to to enjoy himself. He's had a long summer season, obviously over in Ireland. Um, But yeah, Five goals in his last two games. He really rounded off the season and, and his Shelbourne career uh, in fine fashion. And a lot of their fans are rather annoyed at us for on <laughs> media for taking him away. Um, but you no, know, he's he looks like a really good player. He scored some really nice goals as well in those in those five and also other ones as
0: well. Uh, Hat trick in there. Yeah, I, I mean, look, it, it, we've been on the uh, on the other end of that plenty of times. You know, we've had players of that of course we have. You know, and we'll be
3: bit. we'll be on the other end of that again. We may even be on the other end of that with Jack Moylan in, in eighteen months' time if we can get a, you know, yeah. we, we let's be honest, we probably wouldn't really mind if we can then ship him off for a good amount of money because that is the model just to get that <laughs> employee there, Andy Pearson.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not going to get into that discussion now. It's, it, it's too late in the podcast to, to start a discussion about the model. Well, be but,
3: well, it could, it, yeah. I agree, but some people who maybe aren't necessarily massive fans of the idea of the model could potentially get a greater insight into it, though, couldn't they?
0: Oh, you've you've done my segue. You've done the segue for me, you bastard. <laughs> uh, yes. So, so look, in a couple of weeks' time, um, I believe when this goes out, it will be uh, a week and a, half, or just a, no, two weeks. Two weeks. Two, two weeks, weeks, weeks tonight. Weeks yeah. Um, there is going to be one of two evenings with jez at the club um, i believe it's going to be at the uh, epc um where jez is going to sit down and, and talk and essentially give a similar talk by the sounds of it, it's the one that you and chris have had and will yeah. not shut up about um so, yeah 23rd of november and the 14th of december is the second one um it's to raise funds for the lincoln city academy and it's 20 pounds per person and it's very limited i believe it's 20 people that are going to be available or 20 slots available for, for people there so if you are not sure about how the transfer strategy works or you want to know a bit more or you want to sit and call Jez every name under the sun. I'm sure they would quite happily take your 20 quid and and let you try and make a fool of yourself. But look, it's by all accounts from, you know, the the conversations that we've had with Jez and, you know, he gave us a, when me and Gaz did the thing at the club, uh, when Mark Kennedy arrived, um, Jez and Mark gave a, a really interesting talk then about the, not only the transfer strategy, but also the, the, uh, like the philosophy behind a lot of things at the club. Mm-hmm. Um, and my understanding is the one that, you know, say you and Chris went to was really, really eye-opening and really interesting. Um, so if you've got any interest in the, you know, the the recruitment side of things, um, definitely, you know, check that out and say 20 quid for an evening. Um,
3: be Honestly, a- it is Unbelievable value. Um, it was it was such a such an interesting evening. Like you say, it was eye opening, but at the same time, actually just reaffirmed what we already thought was happening. But to mm. see it in practice, because they'll, they'll go through, you know, exactly how and what the process is, and all the things that you just you hear the buzzwords, but you don't actually know what that looks like in practical terms Mm. but they'll show you that and it is absolutely incredible to be able to see how we first of all find a player who we want who fits into our sort of ideal kind of role that we've kind of created for for whatever position it is on the pitch and then Mm. to be able to go from there to actually getting the player through the door and Mm. talking through all of that process it's it's absolutely incredible um and like i say really really good opportunity even if though even if you have don't think you're necessarily interested in it go and you'll be astounded how much you enjoy it
0: there we go that's a glowing review from charlie there i mean obviously he would enjoy it if it was you know just reciting stats off a off a notebook i'd imagine but look um that's that one Probably. and then the fin- final thing that we need to plug this week uh, a friend of the podcast chris connealy uh, his daughter is doing a skydive in february Ooh. um I mean, all the best to to Leah for that. I would absolutely not do that unless I could, unless I was guaranteed. It's on my
3: bucket list. It is on my bucket (laughs) list, and I will do it at some point. But I'm February. I mean, that one is brave, but no, that's really, really good.
0: Yeah, so she's raising money for uh, motor neurone disease, um, and there is a tweet up on Chris's Twitter, uh, which is at Chris Knealey Um, Go and have a look, go check it out, and you know, chuck some money out if you can, because uh, yeah, number one, motor neurone disease, um, you know, it's, it's a really worthy cause, and number two, it, it's a terrifying thing to to do. Uh, Chris has said he's going to be absolutely petrified watching. Um, yeah, I can imagine. Uh it's it's mm-hmm. it's something that I think at some point I'd like to do in my life, but I just really don't like heights. So Yeah, yeah I don't really have that problem Maybe not. Enough. <laughs> and on that note, I think that's probably a, <laughs> a decent enough spot to wrap the podcast up for the week. Thanks for joining me, Charlie. Uh I think Same. Saturday is uh, Sunday's podcast. is it you in gas? Possibly I, can't, I, don't remember who's, I don't can't remember who's on the road to this week But uh, right yeah right. you know We will have um, have a little bit more insight With uh, I think this is going to be the first Sunday one in a while Without a preview So um, yeah We've got a, a week off after after Saturday mm-hmm. when hopefully we'll be bringing back Or bringing three points away from the bank um, And until Next time Love the Imps Where's the Imps